When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Monday, May 17th. And every Monday, we're talking LA Galaxy that had an impressive win over Austin FC. Chicharito scored. The Jet got a goal. We're going to get deep into that. We're going to talk about that. But here, I'm going to introduce my guest. We got Damian Calhoun. Once again, Damian, how you doing? Doing all right. Nice to be here. Yeah, pleasure to have you on. And of course, we got Eli Lester from This Week in MLS. Eli, how you doing, brother? Fantastic. And what a great dub this past weekend, for sure. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great dub, right? They, they got a great win. Um, but before we get into the game, uh, Eli, I want to I want to get into you. What have you been up to? Me and you used to, used to always talk, and we used to, we used to do like an MLS show a couple years ago. Tell us what's uh, – give us five minutes of what you've been up to these last couple of years. Last couple of years, wow. Well, I now go to Syracuse University in central New York where I'm majoring in broadcast and digital journalism and I'm minoring in finance. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of the same stuff on This Week in MLS. But since then, I've moved away from posting graphics and, you know, I, I want to work on being on camera and – being great on camera. So now I make videos, I edit them myself. And I'm also a part of the 110 football show, which is an LAFC fan show. Don't get misconstrued. I'm not an LAFC <laughs> fan. Um, I, I talk about the rest of the league on that show. Um, I do a little MLS rant each week, which is really fun and great experience because they, they, they hit me up with the green screen and stuff for my college dorm. But now that I'm back here in LA, um, I go to their studio and that stuff. But um, that's what I'm up to. I also do my show, the This Week in MLS show, which I'll get back into soon now that I've wrapped up finals and have moved back home. I, I will get back into that. But I have a player every week, which is really fun. And so go check that out on YouTube. Yeah, no, you, you've been you've been doing an incredible job. I've, I've been seeing what, what you've been up to, and it's always great to have you on. You got some love here. Damien, you're also getting some love for G-Man. He's saying... Hey, Damian Calhoun over Damian Hurst articles worth worth more than his Hurts art artwork. <laughs> he, he's he's a poet. G Man is oh, a poet. Man. He knows he knows what he's doing. And then we got another one. Eli Lesser greater than Eli Manning. Look at that. <laughs> what can I say? And then uh, gives a love to uh, Syracuse. Go go orange. Go orange for sure. So how how's how's it going from sunny Southern California, Los Angeles, to the blistering cold out there in Syracuse? One thing I will say is I've always been an indoor person. Uh, I tend to to close myself off into my room a lot, so nothing's really changed. Um, but in terms of the weather, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal sometimes. But I will say I like snow more than rain. As a Californian, rain terrifies me, and I, I, I can't deal with it. But, uh, snow, you know, it doesn't stick on to you as long. Rain, you get drenched. So I'll, I'll take the, uh, the the colder degrees for sure. Damien, where, where did you go to school? Did you go somewhere cold as well or no? No, I went to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, okay. You, st you stay yeah. at home here. 
man, I try, tried to stay home as close as possible and DTF for a couple of years. And <laughs> it was no weather to worry about. <laughs> yeah, all, I've been to downtown Fullerton, uh, call it DTF as far as I know, but I've been to the strip of bars. Uh, when mm. I was in college, I went out there because I had a friend down there. It's a fun school. Uh, I know, well, you guys are known for baseball now, right? Baseball, I think soccer too. Yeah, baseball has been the, been the, the sport there for geez, for years. That That's the one sport we all hang, we all hang our hat on. Um, soccer program is pretty good. Uh, basketball program is usually in a state of transition. You know, as a as a commuter school, guys coming in, coming out, you, you always look for those um, those transfers to, to get to get the program going here. So, but but baseball is a sport that we all we all follow. Yeah, no, I, I stayed somewhere sunny. I went to Grand Canyon University, so it was hot. It was hot there in Phoenix, so it was cool. G Man with another comment, he says, "I see sidewalks are no joke, though." True to that. Downhill, downhill is scary. Well, the thing is called black ice. I used to live in Baltimore, so I remember like. I never knew what the word black ice was until someone described it to me. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you know about it, Eli. So they, what they would do when I lived in Baltimore, they would put salt like on the dirt roads, just like the day before it was going to snow. And they, they, they'd have those big old trucks just, just, just going before the day it snowed. I'm like, this is so weird. And then the next day you, you realize why they do it. But uh, it's a, it's a different lifestyle over there and something you got to get used to. Right. Yeah, I wanted to to spend four years in a different environment because I feel like I could always come home. And I do plan to to hopefully be in Southern California for the rest of my life. But, you know, just experience a new life for a little bit. Um, no, I, I didn't really have a location um, thing. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to be home or I needed to be away. It was just whatever I felt was the best fit at the moment. That makes sense. That makes sense. Try to get as far away from home. <laughs> Go to the other side of of the country, Damien. What kind of jersey? What, what jersey are you repping? You got some stars on your shirt, on your jersey. Today I have Bayern Munich. There we go. Bayer. Who, who's your favorite Bayern Munich player? Oh uh, man. Well, you got you know. I like you got you got to like watching Alfonso Davies run around there, and then uh, Lewandowski. Man, that, that guy's that guy's that guy's amazing. I mean, when when they were here, well, maybe two years ago. People were trying to ask him, "Hey, when are you going to come to the MLS?" And he was—he he sort of—he sort of shrugged it off. Like, ah, no, no, no. But who knows? Maybe one year he'll be here. Didn't he? Didn't he recently say he would—he would choose one of the teams? I—I I think he was like on. He said either I forgot. He said LAFC or LA Galaxy. Did he say LA Galaxy? I don't remember. It was the um, Champion League. Yeah. Post game. Yep. And, and they had him on like a round of like fire questions, and they said LAFC or Galaxy, and he said Galaxy. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think I remember, I didn't remember which team he said, but yeah, but we'll see if that happens. That that would be amazing if that happened, but we're here to talk LA galaxy. Everybody knows where we went to school. Uh, Everybody knows where Damien went, where he partied. Everybody knows where Eli's partying now, what he's doing with his life. Well, let's talk some LA galaxy. Like I said, they they, they got the victory. They, They got a clean sheet. It was like an exciting game, right? And I think this is what you wanted to see from the LA Galaxy and, um, you know, to finally get that clean seat. Eli, what were your thoughts on the game overall uh, and how the LA Galaxy played in that first half? I mean, overall, the Galaxy played very, very well. And on the contrary, I feel like this was the worst I've seen Austin play in their short history. They weren't as aggressive to get on the ball that I've seen them. They were kind of early on in the match. I think in the first half, there were some dangerous chances. But as a match or the match as a whole, I didn't really feel much from them or much pressure 
or danger from them. I think the Galaxy did a great job with that. I mean, as we've seen under Greg Vandy, a whole new level of aggression that we saw, like, kind of, I mean, I think a few minutes into the match, we were kind of met, but then, like, as the half went along and as the Galaxy played into the match a bit more, like, they were just way more aggressive and way more exciting to watch. Yeah, Damian, what were your thoughts on, the, on that first half? And obviously, we, if we look at the midfield, no Victor Vasquez, right? He went with, you know, Carlos Harvey, you know, Efrain Alvarez, Leggett. You know, he had Grand Sur and Dos Santos there. What were your thoughts on, on them? Yeah, it was like like Eli said. Um, I had watched like maybe two of the Austin FC's last two games before before this one here. And they maybe maybe it was the absence of uh, ring in the midfield, but they just didn't look the same team as you, as you saw the previous weeks, and maybe it's the fact that they're playing so many road games um, at the start of the season. You got to, you know, travel, go home, and travel again. Um, but the Galaxy, they never were really threatened, I thought, to lose the game. We know Chicharito missed the PK, but they ended up getting the goal moments later. But I never really thought that they were going to really in danger of, of dropping um, dropping points from, for this game here. Um, they always, always thought that they were in control. They were creating chances, getting forward. Um, but it was probably probably the easiest game they had this year, really. Yeah, I think I, another thing that, that kind of really stood out to me was, you know, the the consistency that we've been seeing from Julian Araujo. And I know he had talked in his previous press call that, you know, he was coming from the national team, you know, still kind of giving his groove. Uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts on, on Julian Araujo and the job he did against Austin FC, Eli? Julian Araujo was great, as we've seen since the start of the season. Uh, what really stands out to me is, you know, when there's pressure on the, the left's attacking side for the opposition, Julian Araujo is so – he sprints back with all his energy. He, he, he gets the ball back for the Galaxy better than we've seen from any of our right backs over the last few seasons and the, the the step up that he's taken has been remarkable. And he had a really bad U20 or yeah, he had a, he, he was not great with the uh, U23s for the Olympic qualifying. And it was very nice to see him come back to the galaxy and show us who exactly Julian Rajo is. And then of course, that beautiful cross to Chicharito that resulted in the second goal. I mean, Rolf Felcher would have never done that. And it's great to see <laughs> who doing that. And he, I mean, th- this kid is special and he's, he's got a huge, huge career ahead of him. Damian, what were your thoughts on Araujo? I, I thought he was, he was spectacular. I mean, as you saw, he was selected to the team of the week by major league soccer. Um, he's a guy when you watch him, just if you go to a game, just keep your eye on him. I mean, he's he's defending, then he's sprinting upfield, getting joining the attack, and then he's getting back. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he has to be tired at some point. I mean, I get tired just watching, <laughs> watching sometimes. But I think I think Greg said the other day that his energy and his motor is just is, is contagious. I mean, guys sort of feed off that, and he sort of gets the guys going. Um, yeah, bright future. Um, don't know how many years he's going to be here with the Galaxy, but yeah, you gotta enjoy while he's here. Yeah, no, I think it's exciting. He's he's a guy that I think under Greg Vanny, he's taking he's taking that next leap, right? And it's obviously you know five games in now, and you're starting to see some of that. I think just the passing, that I think that's the next thing from him. We saw that uh, on 
you know, the pass to Chicharito. But uh, another mid- midfield, another player that I want to get into is uh, Sebastian Leggett. Obviously, he scored. He scored the first goal, you know, to give the Galaxy the lead. Um, you know, he, he had come off that suspension. He had played a game, but he wasn't really in rhythm. And I think him getting that that goal and giving the Galaxy lead and how he put it away so so smoothly, you know, just kind of gave Galaxy that, that extra bump and you know that extra confidence. You know, I think in that first half, just to just to keep it going. What, what were your thoughts on uh, Sebastian Legette, Eli? I mean, to me, he proved why he gets called up to the national team, and the the goal is an obvious reason why he was great. But also, one thing that I noticed, and I was right in front of it. Um, in that first half, especially the way he dealt with the ball in tight spaces, the way he was able to one tackle and get that ball back, but also when there were three defenders on him, the way he was able to dribble out of it was sensational. And he was worth it was worthy for me to put him on my personal team of the week. I know he didn't make the MLS team of the week, um, but I thought he was our man of the match. Yeah, I would agree. Damian, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, even going back to the LAFC game, he, I thought he had a, a good week there. Different role. Not, I, don't, I don't think he got his forward lot um, in that game, but uh, this game, he, he, you, you saw his versatility. I mean, he's, he's checking back and going forward. Uh, he's just he's a guy that I don't I wouldn't say he's the most important player on the roster, but he's certainly one of the top three guys that you know in the midfield. You know, you know you're going to get out of him, and um, yeah, we saw it. We've seen it the last two weeks since he's returned. Yeah, and I think you want that consistency because I know, like, he he typically he, he likes to play down in the middle. And uh, quickly, we got a uh, comment here. Galaxy guy podcast. He said the reason why the Galaxy won the match was because my dude Eli was at the stadium. I would have to say, are you so are you the Galaxy's uh, good luck charm now as well? <laughs> yeah, one thing I want to mention to you. Sorry that I did not post the photo of us. I just wanted to put it out there because I looked at the photos and my mask was <laughs> right. No, so my mask was right under my chin. You don't gotta apologize for that, man. No, my mask was right under my chin, and it made me look like ten times fatter than I am. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot be seen in the public. I could show you what I mean later, but it just did not look like me. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't believe you see that. Now, now you got to post it because now you got to post it because now, now you got to post it because now I kind of want to laugh at you. <laughs> I will but, send uh, it to you. But all right, all right, all right. I'll, like I'll post, I'll post it on LA Soccer Hub and that, that way okay. everybody can see it. <laughs> but I know I, I wanted to quickly, uh, I wanted to play the, the Sebastian Legit goal. So, and just so we could uh, look at it. You want to go higher? 20, yeah. 25? Yeah, I think, I, think, okay. I think 25 is within reach. All right. In behind towards Legette, who's inside of Jimenez. Tries the diving header. He's got it all wrong. Sebastian Legette pounces on the mistake from Hector Jimenez. And after Chicharito missed the penalty, the Galaxy's still in front. And he's first over to celebrate. Galaxy 1, Austin Neal. So that video, obviously, credit to the LA Galaxy. I just had to bring that up because the angles that they got on that, you know, just seeing how the defender, Hector Jimenez, I hope he's good. Because it looked like he went off in a stretcher, right? It looked very serious, so I don't know the status of him. But just the slow motion and, you know, how he was to be composed. And I think, you know, the thing that really stood out to me and I've, what I've seen from Sebastian Legette and the national team, you're seeing a mature player. You're seeing a player that is calm. You know, I, I got to ask him, you know, after the game, you know, he 
he knew what to he knew what to do in that situation and, and score that goal. Um, he, he he wasn't rushing himself. He knew where exactly he was going to put the ball. In the, and the keeper was right there, but he still wasn't able to get it, right? And I think that's what we're seeing, and I think that's what you want to see him do in the national team and also do do with the LA Galaxy. And, and you're starting to see, you know, the progression of having Sebastian Legette there. Now now I'm just I'm just curious, you know, when Victor Vasquez comes in, like, because they moved Sebastian Legette around, but I know he's talked about it and he says he, he, he likes playing more in the middle. So I, I mean, I, re- I really liked uh, his game and, and the way he was able to do it. But I also wanted to show that that highlight because of Chicharito and the things we were saying. It, it you get to see the emotion going on right there. What were your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, what a pass by Daniel Stares out of the back to find Sebastian Legette there. That was sensational. One thing that a lot of people uh, might not know is uh, before he came to Los Dos, Daniel Stares actually was an attacking midfielder. Um, so that pass doesn't quite surprise me, um, but it was great to see because he's received a lot of flack as the Galaxy backline has received a lot of flack over the past couple of years, uh, but great performance there. And obviously Sebastian Legette, the finish was remarkable. And and yeah, you mentioned that Sebastian Legette likes to play in the middle, and I think we will see him there more often now that the Galaxy are getting their guys. I envision, you know, Grand Seer and Cabral starting on the wings and then Vasquez starting in the middle. So then Jonah and Sebastian are kind of the central midfield pair. And I think that might best suit um, Sebastian Jett if he could be a box-to-box guy because he's got the aggression and the physicality to be a great uh, to be great on the defensive end, but he also has that attacking flair that we saw in that goal. So I'm very excited to see. I mean, we haven't even seen the best of the Galaxy yet, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, D- Damian, what were your thoughts on uh, Daniel Stairs in that pass that he, that he just gave? Put it put it right on target for legit. Yeah, that, that was a great pass. Oh, one thing I remember a couple of weeks ago, we had Daniel Starris on the um, media call, and someone asked him. I mean, the team's always bringing in new defenders, and here you are still here. I mean, they're they're trying to. You know, <laughs> yeah, I remember you're that. Still, you're still here. I mean, you got to credit him for you know. There's so many defenders coming in here, but the guy the guy's holding on to his job, and, and that was a great pass. Pass. He also had a couple uh, nice blocks. Um, I think late in the game, Bond came out and uh, Sarah stepped up and got his body blocked on on the on the, on the shot. So, um, yeah, you, you can see the the back line sort of gelling together as well too. So that's good to see uh, going forward here. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. want to shout out uh, my friend Soto Vic watching uh, as well. Eli doing double the work. He's commenting on here and watching as well. He said, "Who's that hot dude on the right?" Uh, G man said, "Eli Lesser hottie, not a thotty." Uh, Galaxy Guy podcast. Um, he says two two goals and two assists uh, by defenders. And Andy Diosa says Damian rocking the Bayern jersey. Yes, he is. Not just the jersey, but also the beard. You know, he he, he got that clean beard. Look at him, looking smooth over there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go shave after this. <laughs> no, but I, another player that I also wanted to talk about was um, you know. Uh, Kevin Cabral, right? He made his deb- debut. Uh, obviously, he, you know, got to play a couple minutes. I believe about twenty minutes. Uh, obviously, didn't really need Cabral, but it was good to to get him in here and get and get those minutes, right? Um, obviously, he he had a, he scored a goal, which uh, unfortunately was called offside. But we we saw some of the versatility. We saw some of the uh, we saw his his passing. I think I, I saw one of those passes that I feel like, I don't know who it was. I don't think it was Chicharito, but I saw him play a ball really nice inside the box to someone. 
Um, I mean, this team, like you said, Eli, it could only get, it's only going to get better. And, you know, you add the addition of Kevin Cabral, Greg Vanny had talked about, you know, potential using him up top with Chicharito. And I think we saw that when he came in. Uh, what do you, what did you make of, I know it's early, right? It's hard to judge a player off of 20 minutes, but what were your thoughts on Kevin Cabral finally, you know, playing for the Galaxy? Well, just like Julian Araujo, he has that youthful energy. He has the he has the mentality that he wants to get involved in every way possible. I saw him getting involved defensively early into his little brief stint, but also just the dashing runs um, that he tried to make. He is very fast, and that's very exciting. And then, obviously, that goal, he made a great run. But uh, it's unfortunate it was called offsides. And also, what a beautiful pass by Chicharito. That's what really made me sad about the goal getting taken back because, like, that setup was gorgeous. Um, it, I'm very excited about Kevin Cabral. And I also think he could maybe make Samuel Grancier better um, because obviously they're both French speaking and we know Grancier doesn't speak a word of English yet. I think having that extra communicator there for Grancier on the pitch with him could make a big difference for not just Kevin Cabral, but for Grancier. Yeah. Damien, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it was um... – Cabral, Cabral probably he, he, with that goal, it, it, that, would, that would have been the perfect uh, debut there, but he called offside there. Um, yeah, I agree with with him and then Granzier. Even though I think I've seen Granzier sort of sort of um, get more comfortable these last couple of games, um, he's still not perfect in the in the final third, but you can see he's still he's still working his way into things. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing how Cabral sort of you know as his minutes expand here, how he sort of fits in when, you know, when Victor comes back and then, and then, you know, how he works in with, with Chicharito and, and Grand Zero on the, on the wing there. So, um, yeah, it's exciting to see how things are going to shape out here. Yeah, I think it's right. They're going to, they're going to have so many options, right? Whether he uses Cabral up top with Chicharito, you can also put Zubak on the wing, right? To sub in for potential Grand Zero, whoever there. But I feel like it's a good problem to have, you know, now Efrain, right? He got to start this game. Efrain looked good. Efrain looked good this game. I mean, look, he looks he looks more in shape, and I think that's been the biggest knock on him. Uh, we we know he can play. We know his passing was was insane. He had like three or four passes that were just right on the money. Uh, I think in the first half, and then that's what we've always seen. We've seen that with, with Galaxy with, with those those. We've seen his passing and what he's been able to do. But I think. Uh, you know, if if uh, if Ryan Alvarez wants more aspirations, has aspirations of playing for the Mexican national team, he's going to have to find a way to 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 stay in the starting lineup and get more minutes because we know the talent is there. But I think the biggest knock, like I said, is it, can he stay in shape? Right? Can he play those ninety minutes? Can he play those sixty minutes? He's he's young, uh, and you know, and talk about a player that you know a lot of people have had high expectations and hyped him up. You know, he was also hyped up as well. But I feel like right now he has not lived up to that. But I mean, this I feel like this is the season uh, he he can change that. What are your thoughts on him, uh, Eli? Well, I've never been the highest on him. I will admit I've joked around about him, but I will say though I heard about his off season workout routine. He wasn't or Chicharito wasn't the only guy on the team with a big uh, workout and diet change over the off season. I know Efra was working very hard, and I do feel like he is the the fittest. I don't know if that's the the correct word, Um, but he is the most fit I've seen him with the galaxy. Um, The way that he has been chasing down. I remember in the, the Red Bull match, there was a moment very late in the match um, where, you know, he basically took the ball up the entire field himself and just seeing that energy and seeing 
that drive from him is inspiring. He's always had the the cheeky passing skills. I think in the Austin match, he tried to get too cheeky at times and it resulted in turnovers. But you know, the the knowledge and the IQ will grow as he he gets more minutes. But in terms of the national team stuff, I mean, with Cabral coming in, his, his starting spot in the lineup is pretty much up for grabs. Um, because I'm very high on Cabral and what he could bring to the team. So if Efra wants to stay in it, obviously we're going to have to see the results. I hate to say that like goals and assists are what keeps you in the lineup because there's much more to soccer than that. But like in terms of the Galaxy and need right now, you know, we we, we need more guys scoring than just Chicharito. So if Efra could either set those up or score, he'll stay in the lineup. But I, I think Cabral is coming for a spot at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Goals and assists is a great way to say in that lineup. Um, what, were, what were your thoughts on Efrain? Uh, I know, Damien, you, you've been covering this team for a number of years now. Yeah, I agree. This is the the best he's looked in the last couple of years. Um, uh, I thought he had a good role against LAFC. You saw the, nut, the nutmeg he had on Mark Anthony K there. Um, <laughs> oh, that was filthy, filthy. Yeah, <laughs> it was. was um, and and uh, Saturday, he looked good. He looked $12 million good for somebody, right? <laughs> that $12 million offer. But, uh, oh, you're I, talking about the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he looked good. I mean, stand on, a, stand on the field might be tough. I mean, if Vasquez comes back healthy – um minutes my minutes will be tough so you just have to, you know just stay at it in training and um maybe he maybe he's maybe he's that that sub role that 60 minute sub role that he, he can sort of you know settle into him and um him and Zubat um so we'll, we'll see how, how that how that goes but the last couple of games he looked good he looked better than, he looked better than he did against um what was that Seattle we had to start against Seattle mm-hmm. uh, I thought he looked, he looked better these last two weeks yeah, no, he's definitely he's definitely looks better, and I think yeah, if he he wants to get uh you know called up from the national team, he definitely needs to, you know, stay in that starting lineup. Um, Galaxy Guy podcast, he says we got to pitch in, get in sing Inglés and sing Barreras for Grand Sir. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he definitely does. Not only does Grand Sir need to learn English, he has to learn Spanish. He has to learn Spanglish because this is L.A. and this is the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, Alex Ruiz says Grand Sir needs to be a better finisher. Um, I know there's some chat between Eli. They're, t- they're wanting to join you, the supporters group. He says, no, I'm part of, uh, not a part of a supporters group. Uh, Galaxy Guy Podcast is 934K guaranteed salary for Grand Sir. Yeah, he has yet to go a full 90. Lots of red flags there. I think it's still early. I think it's still yeah. early for Grand Sir. I, 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 I mean, there's, what, like 30 games left? Obviously, yeah, I know you're – it's a long way to go. But, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a long way to go. And I think it's like if he doesn't understand English, I think that – I mean, there's only so much Sasha Klesman can can uh, can translate for him. But And I know it's soccer, you got to understand. But I think with him, he's gotten better with time. You know, he, he's getting better with time and, and progression. But, yeah, you you want him to score goals, right? You you want him to score goals, right? He doesn't need to score Chicharito-type goals, but he needs to score goals. Maybe that addition of Kevin Cabral uh, will potentially help him um, – Hugo Lopez says, go ahead. Uh, one thing I just want to say is, like, we could critique Grant Sear all we want based on his first few matches. But at the end of the day, because the Galaxy are in such good form, I don't really care that he's not living up yet. Because until the Galaxy go on a losing skid, God forbid they go on a losing streak. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't put – are you no, putting it out there? Saying, <laughs> as long as the Galaxy are winning – just keep giving him chances because obviously his poor form to start the season isn't a detriment to the the team winning. So, yeah, yeah. And he says uh, Eli has a ghostwriter in the chat. 
uh, G-Man says, Damien with the savage jokes all day. <laughs> I think he's referring to uh, the 12 million. Uh, and he says, more Ephra minutes. I would agree. I want to see more minutes for Ephra, but he has to earn those. And I feel like he did uh, this past game. There's, yeah, there's a lot. Go ahead. Also, I, want see, I want to see minutes for more minutes for Dunbar. I mean, yep. Uh, Saldana sort of come around a little bit. He had a tough opener, but uh, he sort of had a good good what, twenty minutes there. Um, Johnny Perez, is, uh, he hasn't been on the game day roster the last two weeks, but uh, he's around. He's around there too. So I want to see these kids get you know thrown into more more tough spots and see how they handle things. I'm ready for Danny Acosta to make his debut. Um, a guy that we signed last season, but he was out the whole year. Because um, people forget, like in 2018, he was seen as like the left back of the future for the USMNT. <laughs> a lot has changed since then, especially with the national team pool. Um, but like this kid has potential. And as long as he could get back into that match fitness, which I think clearly um, that's what's preventing him from even making an appearance at this point. But like he's someone I'm very intrigued by and would like to see get some time if Jorge Villafania needs a little rest. Yeah, I think the thing with that is Jorge Villafania has looked so good. He he's looked so good. And he, he's he's the veteran uh player MLS. He understands what he needs to do. He, he knows when to when to push up. He knows when he knows when to bring back. But I'm with you. I mean, I think everybody that is up there, like Cameron Dunbar, you know, all the names that were mentioned, you know, you want to see that because you want to see these young, talented players. And I think the biggest name is, is Adam Saldana. He's still getting those minutes. And whether he's coming off the bench or he's starting for the LA Galaxy, I can tell that's one of LA Galaxy. I mean, that's one of Greg Vanny's, um, you know, uh, favorite players so far, the young, uh, the young crew. Uh, to to get those minutes in there, and I think that's what that's what you want to see moving in. And he says uh, Grant Terry is going to score one of those goals from a fifty yard sprint, and the Galaxy fans will forever be in love. I could definitely see that. You do see the speed. Uh, you do see the speed there. Hugo Lopez says, "Can we give credit to Saldana? I think Damian Calhoun just did. Um, do you guys know why Carlos Harvey was taken out at half? Was he injured? I just I think he wasn't producing. Uh, Damian, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that was it. Um, I don't think he had the best first half. Um, and then if you can you can replace him and go with Cleston, I mean, a savvy veteran who can, you know, uh, check back and also get things started going forward. I mean, that, that, that's a good switch to make there. But I, I don't think Harvey had his best game uh, that, that, uh, the first half. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, he, I think he kind of struggled. But Eli, what were your thoughts? No, I, I texted in the chat, but I could explain more. I, I thought it was more of a tactical thing. Uh, the sub at the half, I think because Austin wasn't really presenting any danger. And I think the Galaxy were only up 1-0 at the time. I think yeah. they wanted the, the to bring in more of an attacking-minded player because Carlos Harvey, I view him more as a defensive midfielder. And I think adding Kleschen in uh, gave us more of an attacking outlook. Um, and that got us the second goal. Yeah, and I, and I think that as well as, as Sasha Kleschman brings more, more of the the calmness, right? And, and he knows what to do in, in that instance. And I think Carlos Harvey, uh, unfortunately, he just didn't have his first half. And, you know, we saw the, the adjustments right away. Um, and he says, you know, those Wednesdays will go, games will roll around, we'll be able to see those guys for sure. I completely agree. I guess this is a breaking news. I don't know. Uh, Columbus crew is switching back uh, to crew. Is that true? Can you can the people in the chat confirm that? Please confirm that. I mean, I'm glad they did because I, let's let's talk about that real quick, Eli. I know you were big on on posting about that. What were your thoughts on the Columbus Crew and, and their logo? And I know they wanted to do because uh, well, this is my my understanding that they wanted to be a uh, 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 global club, global brand. But talk to me about why why you didn't like it. 
Yeah, it's funny. So I just recorded a rant today for the 110 football show about pointless rebrands because this was the most pointless reband we have seen in MLS, especially from a team that literally just won the MLS Cup. You want to change after that? And I said it in a tweet, and I'll say it again, especially for a Galaxy audience. It's ironic that the crew wanted to get rid of their Americanized team name and switch it to SC when the most globally recognized club in MLS is the LA Galaxy, a team with an Americanized name. And you know how they got globally recognized? By signing stars and winning titles. Columbus, they, they got the titles aspect. Just sign a big star and you'll become more globally recognized. You don't got to change the name. No one gives a crap about your team name. They care about football. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you hit the nail right in the head. They, they're winning titles. You just got to sign a, a big name. Where We talked about Robert Lewandowski, Cavani. You know, the big names are out there. But, yeah, I guess everybody's confirming. I just saw it here from ESPN as well. Uh, Damien, what are your thoughts on the Columbus crew at, going back to crew, adding crew back to the name? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the story here. Uh, Jacob Myers, Columbus crew reporter. Um, ownership reverses course, changing name from Columbus SC back to Columbus crew, no SC. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy how these teams sort of let these um, not, well, PR and, you know, think focus groups sort of get in there and sort of <laughs> get into their mind. <laughs> hey, you need to rebrand. No, no, you don't. You won. You won the cup. You're you're one of the originals. You don't need to rebrand. You know, just go forward with what you have here. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I mean, Andy brings up a great point. He says, "Yeah, they had a meeting with the owners and stuff." But I was like, "Why don't you ask the fans?" You know, this is the things like, "Why don't you ask the fans if they want to rebrand?" I think the people that are paying you the money, right? Hey, should we do this? Should we put a poll out there? You know, what I'm saying. I, I, get, I get what they're trying to do, but it's. With Eli's point, it's not by rebranding, it's by bringing those players. People know Galaxy because of David Beckham, because of Slotton, right? Around the world, outside of MLS, that's that's why that's why you know, you know those guys. So I think that that's the pathway of doing it. It's not necessarily rebranding. Uh, you know, G-Man also says Chris Maradona only releases facts in the occasional loaf. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. But I'm look, I'm glad it worked because I know there was a petition out there. I know when I saw that the logo looked weird. The C was shaped weird. I don't know. It, it, it just didn't get there. But hey, man, thank thank you guys for breaking the news. And I guess we're breaking Columbus crew news on the on the Galaxy segment of the podcast. But hey, everybody brought it in. But I think this is this is not just a just a Columbus crew thing. This is an MLS thing, right? Because I think the one thing about MLS, their, their branding has been so bad with all these FCs and SCs. You know, Columbus crew is organic, right? LA Galaxy, you know, but, you know, in the Uniteds and stuff. But I, I, I want teams to be a little bit more creative than just having FC or SC. You know, it's like, People know baseball teams because of the baseball teams. It's not like, you know, they have it's just weird. It just seems it just seems really lazy for me when you when you can just come up with the with the you have this opportunity to have a new club and you could come up with the name, right? And make it awesome, but you decide to add the FC and I don't think that's necessary. Yeah, and Charlotte, they were the biggest teases of all time when they yep. when they pulled a list of beautiful names. Like Charlotte Crown, Monarchs FC, stuff like that, Queen City FC, just to name themselves Charlotte FC. Like, why even tease us like that? The fans, no one, if they were, if they actually took the poll results seriously, I guarantee you Charlotte FC would not have been the team name. And it's disappointing. It's a cop out. 
Yeah. Uh, Damien, what are your thoughts on these MLS teams deciding not to come up with actual names and just add in the FC? Yeah, you got to go back to the old days, man. Just, I mean, instead of trying to be a um, known worldwide, win your home market first. Um, you know, establish your 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 way through your home market with your home team, your home name, um, Galaxy, uh, San Jose Earthquakes. I mean, what better name than for a California team than the Earthquakes? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's uh, an amazing name. Yeah, I'm not saying name your name, name your team after you know national disasters or anything. <laughs> but I just have a little fun with it. But. At least it's different, though. You yeah, know, like go go around the city. You know, yeah. you know, like the FC and SC. It's 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 so so tried, and I mean, it's just it's too many going around now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alex says Break Shea is a big name. The Galaxy need a sign. Insert <laughs> big smile, Eli. I know you're big on um, Break Shea. He scored his goal, and I, you made that insane video. What, what's the story behind that? What's going on there? Well, honestly, you know, my my favorite MLS player of all time is Lee Wynn. And now that Lee Wynn is no longer in the league, I have to stand someone else. And what better than generational talent? Breck Shea, one of the best to ever play the game, a, an absolute legend and a big meme. I've been trying to spread the, the Breck Shea meme for a while now, and I'm a huge, huge fan. I love also the, 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 the domestic player, the domestic American player that you know shouldn't be in the league still, but they still are. Those are my favorite guys, Breck Shea's, Tommy McNamara, guys like that. Um, that you just you just love to see. You see them on the field and you're like, wow, it's 2021 and they're still in MLS. Like we've grown a lot, but not that much. Um, but I, I just love Breck Shea and I want everyone else to love Breck Shea. And honestly, though, he proved me right when he scored that goal, uh, the first goal at TQL or TLQ Stadium. So yeah, G-Man says in the chat, this just shows how far the power of the fan voices voices go. We all need to join together to get New England and change their, their name to something more creative. And New England chowed out. <laughs> well, Andy makes a great point. He said the, the resale market for Columbus SC merch is going to be wild. <laughs> he says DM for exclusives. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like when you, when, you, when you try to go with these rebound, it's like, whoa. I don't know. It just—it's just not something that I, that I, that I thought was going to be exciting. But um, but yeah, he, we're we're here to talk galaxy. So I had a couple other points. Um, I did want to talk about Chicharito's goal. I'm gonna I'm gonna play Chicharito's goal. The chat has got me distracted, but I'm gonna play Chicharito's goal, and we'll, and we'll talk about it. His seventh goal. Araujo playing the one-two with question. Again, an opportunity to play the cross towards Chicharito. He is on fire. Recovering from missing a penalty earlier. Chicharito Hernandez is 7-5. And it's given the Galaxy the insurance goal they needed. It's a great ball from the right side from Araujo. Typical Chicharito goal. You know, so the last time he scored seven was with West Ham United. Hey, 
So obviously, credit to the LA Galaxy for that video. The thing that I love about that is like at the end, you can hear everything he's saying. This is for you guys. This is for you guys. Obviously, talking about his teammates, right? This we already know this is a completely different Chicharito, but he, he's giving credit to 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 his teammates, and his teammates feel that, right? You know, when he says that, it just motivates you even more to want to to want to produce, you know, at a higher level. And then we talked about earlier the pass from from uh, Joan Araujo. Chicharito was right on point. I think that's one thing that I feel like, you know, um, Joel Naranjo at times had, had been lacking. But, uh, you know, when he got that pass, you can tell he's definitely been working on that. What, what were all thoughts on that play and that goal, Eli? I mean, it was beautiful. And I mentioned earlier with Joel Naranjo, just the talent that he is. Uh, no Galaxy right back over the past few seasons could make that pass that he made. Um, it was terrific. And then just Chicharito, the, the comeback story. For him, it's beautiful to see. And there's no argument you can make where he's not the best player in MLS right now. And just in general, biggest name and best player. And he's the MVP favorite right now, hands down. I mean, obviously it's early, um, but if he could keep up this form, he he could get to some some great heights in MLS. Uh, Damien? Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, it's, it's. Just seeing how he, you know, how he makes his runs, how he finishes, um, it's impressive every week. Um, we, we, I brought up to him after the game. You know, he missed the PK. Oh, he did. That's a, that was a good yeah. question. So how does that does that weigh on you for the rest of the game or whatever? He said something like, you know, once he did that, his the next moment, it, it's it, the it, best it, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, the best opportunity, something like that. But um, yeah, he took it, he takes it calmly, and he, he finished it. I mean, but that play itself, it's it's sort of like you know. Um, patient passing out of the midfield. I think it was Kleshton or maybe Saldana that sort of played um, Araujo uh, through there. It was Kleshton. Uh, yeah, Kleshton, yeah. And that was just perfect perfect cross and perfect finish. Yeah. Um, Adam, I think Adam started the play, but uh, it was amazing. That's what you want to see from Chicharito. He timed his run perfect. You know the timings, right? But I think that really felt like the team goal, right? The passing was there. Araujo just put it there, and Chicharito did what he was supposed to do after missing a penalty kick. Uh, Alex Ruiz says, Austin FC really lost to a war, tor- war-, war zone streamer. <laughs> I, mean, he's, I mean, yeah, I mean, when fans are making those comments, right? Chicharito says, for the people. Uh, Andy says, I said in the press box, Slotson would have scored that PK with his eyes closed. <laughs> Probably well, he true. Missed, he missed one with AC Milan, was it two weeks ago? Oh, he did, he did, he did. No, oh, no, he didn't take it, I think. So maybe oh, he didn't take it? Change but I think he's missed. Uh, and then Hugo Lopez, Cosa, uh, he's doing Cosas Chingonas. Uh, yeah, he he's definitely is. And obviously, you know, early MVP. Obviously, he's leading the league with goals. I said he would have to score more than 15 goals. I didn't expect him to, to have a, 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 you know, a start like this. But I think he's definitely, if he's healthy and he continues, he's definitely going to break that 15-goal mark that I, that I thought mm-hmm. he, he should set. But it, it looks, it's definitely looking like it's going to be in those high double digits, you know. I'm assuming 20, potentially 30. But I don't want to get too into it. I, mean, I know it's still early. But everything he's doing, right? He should have had like three goals, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He he should have had like three goals if we if we count the PK, right? I, I tweeted out um, that he missed the PK, and I think someone replied back. They're like, "No, he didn't miss it. The keeper saved it." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, okay." Yeah. I was like, "I don't know." Chicharito should make that penalty ten out of ten times. It's it's a penalty, right? But it, it happens, you know. Um, but what well, you're gonna say something? Oh, yeah. I wanted to just add, um, statistically, apparently he, all time, he has made 
12 out of 24 penalty attempts, which at 50% rate, that's not going to cut it. Um, I'd like to see Sebastian Legette take the penalties personally. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I wasn't thinking Sebastian Legette. I was thinking maybe someone else should potentially take the, the PKs. What, what are your thoughts on that, Damien? Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I had heard that 12 or 24, but I didn't know if it was that's that's pretty pretty bad isn't it i mean yeah it's not good it's not good it's not good 50% it's nba (laughs) i know it's not baseball right but if you look you look at the the roster i mean legit maybe uh victor vasquez if if he's on the field Mm -hmm. Uh, other than that i don't know if you really want to go cabral or granzer so maybe out of those three yeah, um, legit or victor vasquez Uh, maybe that's something greg tell us this week we we bug him Mm -hmm. enough to ask him yeah. I mean, I do feel um, because Sebastian Legette, and I hate to get all sentimental, but he is the longest tenured player on the Galaxy. He's got sentimental. He just, like, deserves it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, he deserves the right to step up to the spot for the Gs. We'll see. I mean, Chicharito still has a voice there, so so we'll see what happens. And he says, Damien Slatan doesn't miss penalties. Penalties miss Slatan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he says we have to get Damien on the Galaxy Discord and Andy as well. Definitely join the Discord. Uh, oh, great question here. I want to drive into this. Alex brings up a great question. What are your thoughts on JDS' performance on Saturday? I, I don't I don't think it was good. I don't, I don't think his performance uh, – in the first half, he, he was in the game, but I think it's the second half he, he faded. And I was talking with the, another reporter about, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos. Um, he, he, he faded towards the second half of the game and you didn't really see Jonathan Dos Santos. Obviously he was on the field, but what I mean, he didn't impact the game necessarily. And I think obviously out of your DDP players, right. You want him to impact the game. I know he was pushing a lot, a lot in the first half, but in that second five, second half, he, he wasn't producing as, as what you expected. And I think, uh, you know, you, I think you, you, it's, it's right to ask more of him. What, what are your thoughts, Eli? Uh, I, I got mixed feelings here. I mean, he's obviously lost a beat this season. I think injuries last year really hindered him, and especially, you know, that no, that he's no longer young. <laughs> I, I mean, it, he, he's not the same guy that he was, and I would love the Galaxy to find a way to buy his salary down because um, I'd like to still have him, but, you know, him being one of our three designated players, one of the sacred spots, um, obviously we have to criticize him a bit more than a grand seer. Um, but I, I mean, I thought he looked great against LAFC and it was unfortunate, but I didn't think he was like that poor against Austin for us to really like keep our eyebrows up. We could raise them a little bit, but raise them back down. Um, hopefully as well, like with grand seer, like maybe he, it's a fitness thing. Um, maybe it's just the, the lack of um, being on the field in general and, being in game situations, but uh, I, I I would like to see more from Jonah because I know we all know what he's capable of doing, and I'm just wondering if he still has that in him. Yeah. Uh, Damian, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I thought he was better against LAFC than he was um, against Austin FC, but with him, it's like I said, you, you got to keep him healthy. Um, if, if that just early in the season, you know, let him go 70, 75, whatever, you got to have him – he has to be around for the end of the season if this team is going to do anything um, in, in the second half or, or make a playoff run. But like Eli said, I mean, who knows what the summer brings around? Maybe they, maybe discussions are underway that, you know, they have their eye on someone. Maybe they will buy him down, but you never know. But, I mean, he's a DP, so he all eyes will be on him. I mean, got people, fans expect a lot out of him. 
Yeah, I mean, he's getting paid, what, $2 million. So I know a lot. The people that really dive in and really, right, I'm assuming the people <laughs> tuning in and watching this, right, are really going to see that. Because I, I think right now, obviously, they got the win. Uh, which is most important, right? But I think you, you do want to you do you do want him to impact the game a little bit more. Uh, Andy brings up a great point. He says, "My thoughts are if he's not mentioned or active in the game, that's necessarily a bad thing." But yeah, he's been quiet, and I think you know whether he's getting on an assist or you know impacting the game or something like that. We just didn't see it, uh, but we also didn't see him you know cost a mistake or anything like that. But I think you know when he's getting paid that much and he's on a contract year, I think. Not every game he's going to have like an LAFC type of game, but I think close close to that, right? We're seeing what Chicharito's doing. We haven't seen what Cabral's doing, but I think it's it's I think it's fair enough to to ask a little more whether it's the conditioning or he needs to get in groove. Um, you know, I, I think it's fair to ask a little more of them. But I mean, if they're getting the win, they're getting the win, right? But I think individually, it will just come down to you know what Greg Vanny, Dennis the Close will like to, will like to do with him at the end of the season. But you know, that's later down the road. That's five games in. They're winning with him in the lineup. Um, they're doing great things. They got 12 points. It's amazing. So let, let's talk. Let's talk about that. They're, they're currently sit, sit second in the, in the Western Conference with 12 points. Obviously, we know Seattle's up top. No one, no one expected uh, the LA Galaxy to be second. You know, with, with 12 points, Chicharito scoring seven goals. But you know, this is a new Galaxy. This is, obviously, this is a different Galaxy that we haven't seen last season. But uh, you know, for them to continue this trend, obviously, they, I think they go. Let, let me look at the. I think they play the the Timbers. Yeah, they, they go face the Timbers, and then they're back home against San Jose. Two very tough games. You got you got to travel away. Um, what what are your thoughts on on Galaxy uh, being able to continue this uh, throughout these next two games, Eli? I mean, I think the style of play is something that is repetitive and something that the galaxy can continue to do this uh, what they're doing right now isn't by accident they have a different mentality we're seeing a different style of play a more fun style of play um nevertheless and i'm i'm very excited to see uh how the galaxy could play against a portland timber team and we talk about how austin didn't really pose a big threat well portland's style of play is they like to sit back and wait for their moment to, to spark. So I think we're going to see a lot of extra possessions for the Galaxy this weekend and potentially more great goal-scoring opportunities. And this is a great opportunity specifically for Samuel Grants here. I know I said that about the LASC match, but this one in particular, because I'm expecting the Galaxy to be on the ball more, um, this might give him more opportunities to, to flourish. Yeah, Damien, what, what are your thoughts? Obviously, they, they go, they travel away, they go, they go to Portland. Um, they, they got all the momentum, right? They're adding Cabral. How do how do they keep this momentum going? Yeah, they travel. Uh, I guess they leave on Friday morning. Uh, day game on turf. Um, maybe something to keep your eye on there. Uh, Portland, I know uh, their keeper, Jeff Altanella, I think he just had surgery. Um, I think he's done for probably the year, but um, yeah, Portland's been a tough place to to play up there. I know they won last year. They also lost what was it five one or whatever, which was um, uh, Guillermo's last game was up in Portland. But um, oh, that's yeah, right. yeah. But but like Eli said, I mean, there be a lot of should be a lot of chances. Um, you know, to you know, Portland's going to try to counter you, but got to defend and we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game with them. I mean, you, you want them to get the win. It's also going to be mid-afternoon, but I think I think if they got all the bright pieces, and like you said, Eli, they, they like Portland likes to sit back. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for them. Soto says, Vic says, LA Galaxy, the New York Yankees of football. Let's see if they can keep it together. Plenty of games left. Uh, I feel like that's a fair comparison. Alex Ruiz says the MLS power rankings haven't came out yet because they're still trying to figure out the last place team in the West into the top 10 of the rankings. Throwing some shade there on LAFC, I see. <laughs> the one thing I will say about the MLS power rankings, I don't know how much. I, I Let me just say this. I, I, I rather use ESPN power rankings. They, they seem a little bit. They're, they're, they're out quicker. They're already out there. They, they have M, uh, LA Galaxy number two and obviously Seattle number one. That's what I saw. But the MLS power rankings, uh, I don't know. They're, they're, I will not. I, I don't feel like I can trust them necessarily. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I think they, they know they can get a rise out of Galaxy fans so they can you – know, <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're all trollers. They, 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 can, they can get the Galaxy fans riled up pretty quickly there. Damien, uh, don't you write the power, MLS power rankings? No, nah, I don't do that. I don't do power. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not in on that. But, uh, I mean, they're fun. I mean, like five games in the, in the, the season, you know, have some fun with it. You, if you think your team should be higher, you know, let them know. That's way, It's always a good way to go there. What, what are your thoughts on, on the power rankings, Eli? I mean, I'm someone who likes to cause drama as well online. I mean, I know the engagement. It could get me in certain ways. So I, I know the game they try to play. And kudos to them for doing it because I'm falling for it as well. Um, it's unfortunate to see LAFC always as like the number one when they're playing the worst soccer they've played in their franchise history. And, you know, um, it is what it is. But... Man, see, I, I'm just, I'm just bummed about Seattle because they're, they're really good right now, and they shouldn't. Be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you bummed that they're, 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 the Seattle are who we thought they were? They're, they're destroying teams, you know. They're, they're, they're dominating, and they, they don't even get, they don't even got uh, Nicholas Lodero, and they're, and they're doing no this. No Lodero, no Jordan Morris, and they're the best team by far in the league, and that's why like. The, the one loss the Galaxy has isn't a big deal because it was against them. Uh, it's just, man, because Sounder fans let me have it. They, they let me know they're they're here. Um, so I, I, I'm i very bummed out about I mean, I, w- I would pick almost any other team to be above the Galaxy um, than the Sounders um, if there were one team above us in the rankings. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Sounders are for real. Uh, we saw what they did to the Galaxy, unfortunately. We saw what they did to LAFC yesterday, right? And obviously, uh, Vela wasn't there. But I think I want to also, I want to also see these matchups later down the road, how, how they look. I mean, Seattle's only going to get better. LAFC and LA Galaxy are only going to get better. But, Damon, what are your thoughts on uh, Sounders' early dominance so far? That's it, early dominance. Um, you know, back a couple years ago, they, they, were, they would always start off slow. And they come on strong in the second half. But um, this year, I mean, watch, watch them the last – against LAFC and then against the Galaxy. Uh, they, they just they, they just look – I mean, they look too good. I mean, um, both Rodons are are, 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 are are taking care of business. Alex on the back and um, Christian in the midfield. And they're doing it without Ladero and Jordan Morris. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch how they sort of how, – how Smetzer sort of um, – Injects youth into the lineup, yeah, and, and veterans as well with Brad Smith and and guys like that. Um, yeah, they just they just have it rolling up there. Um, 
I don't know. That's why when 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 Spencer was when his contract was up, that was the one guy aside from Vanny. Yeah, that's that's what I felt. I was like, do do Spencer or Greg Vanny, but, but uh, yeah, Spencer does a great job up there, man. Yeah. Uh, quickly in the chat, they uh, Gerardo says they said on extra time that Galaxy aren't looking like contenders yet. Uh, I don't know. That's crazy that they said that. Uh, Alex Ruiz says I'm tempted to write my own power MLS power rankings. Uh, Ed says, how come nobody is calling MLS out in the rankings? They need to hire someone else. It's embarrassing. Eli, he's waiting for his call. Where are the power rankings? MLS hire Eli. Uh, Lou says, I think LAFC's problems with Twista and Rossi are already looking at moving in the summer, and they are trying to not get hurt. I don't think that's the case. I just think the Sounders were just really good. Um but yeah, no, and uh, G Man said he wants to give a shout out to all of us. He said rather rather use LA Soccer Power Ranking, LA Soccer Hub Power Rankings feature Geo, Damian, Eli, Andy, Alicia, five goats that will make the best rankings. <laughs> yeah, no, we would we would have to watch all all the games. So you know, I'm watching. Look, that, this is what I told Eli. Now that I'm you know I'm diving into it, <laughs> right, only covering MLS. Like, I'm watching a lot more games. I'm watching that C Cincinnati versus uh, you know Inter Miami, right? Watching what's going on New England Revolution just to get a bigger grasp of what what's actually going on, and who are the contenders, you know. So maybe we will. I don't know. I don't know if, if we'll do that. But I, I I what I can say, I I don't really trust MLS power rankings as of now. They they can definitely change my mind if if, if maybe this week we'll see where they put. The LA Galaxy, uh, you know, obviously where LAFC is, but uh, I mean, it, it gets tricky, right? It gets tricky when you're putting those out there. If they are trying to, you know, get a rise out of people, they certainly are. Andy says, by the time teams can figure out the back line of three or five, it's going to be too late. Supporters show RBD in Seattle. <laughs> so, yeah, wait, Andy. So, you're not giving the Galaxy a shot? You're not giving uh, LAFC a shot just yet? You're just saying it's Seattle? It's, it's over and done with. Too. Because in that five-man back line with the three center backs, Nuhu is one of the center backs now who's a um, – All over the place. He's a left back. But the fact that, like, he is a great defender and a great attacker, it just adds another flair up the flank, making their attack way scarier even without a Morris and Ladero. Um, so that's been a huge thing there. And the way they have been pressing as a team or getting their whole back line up high – has been very dangerous and like no one's po- po- um, posing a threat against them right now, which is very terrifying. And yeah, I think the galaxy deserve to be second in the rankings, but I'd be delusional to say they're, they're above the sounders right now because Seattle scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think one thing that LAFC showed watching yesterday's game is if you press them early, you press them high, they, they, they tend to make mistakes and that, you know, the high press does work, but it, it doesn't work if you're not scoring goals, right? LAFC last night, they, they had that high press, but unfortunately it wasn't, it wasn't working. I mean, they, they, it was working, but they weren't able to turn it into a goal. So I feel like that that's one of Seattle's uh, weaknesses right now, or, or where they, where you can challenge them if you're a team, but if you don't score a goal, you, you it's hard to, to continue because Schmetcher is going to make that second half adjustment. And then, you know, the game could be over f- from there. Um, we don't have to, go ahead. Sorry, I, I don't want to dive into all of LAFC's problem, but I think the biggest thing they're lacking is yes, they have the high press, but they're lacking the final ball, and I think that's why they haven't been able to score. And I think that's that's their biggest weakness without Carlos Villa, um, is the fact that they don't find the final pass. And that's, I mean, they've been very dangerous, but nothing really too too threatening in the same at the same time because they can't get that 
but yeah let's 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 finish off with this what are you guys score predictions uh for the portland timbers uh versus the LA galaxy damien i'll go with you first score prediction let's go two two draw get a point get out of two two okay eli what are you what are your, what are your thoughts I was literally about to say a two-two draw. I think this is the, the this would be the Galaxy's first draw of the season. A tough road match. Um, I believe Portland plays on turf, so that might be something to look out for. Um, but yeah, I, I think while the the back line looked great last week against Austin, I think Timbers po- um, pose a different threat given that they are a big counterattacking club, and I don't know if our back line necessarily has a speed outside of Araujo to match that. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very exciting game, and I think definitely see this more as a as a as a challenging uh, game for them. But we'll we'll wrap it up, guys. I think we're we're, we're almost to an hour. He, Alex says I want Seattle to lose to Cincy, <laughs> the worst the worst team in the league. <laughs> Look, anything can happen, but that'd be that'd be something. Um, weren't you going to do a podcast all night? Unfortunately, now we 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 only allotted an hour. That's all we could afford for uh, Damian and Eli. So only only can only afford an, an hour for these guys. Yeah, it's almost past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, Alex <laughs> Ruiz says. Uh, Andy says Alex Ruiz. Uh, sports woke up and chose violence. <laughs> well, that's that, guys. That's going to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Damian, let the people know where they can follow you. Follow me at Twitter uh, at Damian Calhoun. I'm on Twitter, and my work is in the LA Daily News, SoCal News Group, which spans from the South Bay to Riverside. There we go. Uh, So in those areas, pick up a paper, please. Do it. Uh, you could follow me everywhere at This Week in MLS, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Not on TikTok yet. Will not get on TikToks anytime. Not making dance videos yet. I like to put my dance, dance moves into my Instagram videos, but I don't think TikTok is a place for me. Um, speaking, of, speaking of TikTok, what was going on today with TikTok and soccer today? What do you mean? You guys don't know mean? good. If you don't know perfectly, if you do. No, I don't know. TikTok <laughs> for me is something I do at like two in the morning when I can't sleep. So, Look, I, what I will say, TikTok is an amazing app. It is very addicting. Um, I try to post on there, but it, it, look, it's a different form of posting. And, you know, I haven't gotten it, but I do like the app. It's very entertaining, but but we'll see. But nevertheless, guys, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys want to follow me, you guys can follow me there at Gio Garcia LA. If you guys enjoyed this episode, the people listening, join us every Monday night. You guys can chime in here on the chat, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, or, or Twitter. You guys can comment on here. So for Eli, for Damien, this is Dio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.